0: This is Ursula Hogan welcoming you to News Extra on Scarf Bay Community Radio, where we feature interviews which go into detail on some of the events in the news this week. Most of our programme this week is connected to St Patrick's Day. Owen and Ruth O'Hagan presented a special Oath and Ruin live from the parade reviewing stand in Scarf. On the show, they chatted to Councillor Pat Burke from Whitegate about issues including the development at Inish Kaltra and the forthcoming work on the new Killaloo Bridge.
1: The crowd are breaking up here, but we've been joined by uh, Councillor Pat Burke from Whitegate um, in Clare County Council, and there's lots of stuff happening in East County Clare now, Pat. Thanks for joining us.
2: You're welcome, Owen. Good evening to everybody in Scarif listening in to Scarif this evening.
3: You're very
1: welcome, Pat. Thank you, Ruth. Um, Inish Kaltra and our AKA Holy Island, the visitor centre is gone to plan permission. How, how is that going on? How is the process at the moment of that thing?
2: Yeah, I suppose interesting, um, Owen it's going on a while isn't it the whole Holy is, Island project it is. now, <laughs> it is indeed I remember down in Mount Shannon a um, number of years ago I remember yourself there one evening in the hotel I think 2015 mm-hmm. isn't that far back? Here's the since, thing. Yep. since Clare County Council actually purchased the island and there was great excitement then and uh, it has taken a while but I, I constantly I suppose remind people that it's progress slowly but surely and it's, it's all about getting it right and I suppose the purchase of the rectory building there, um, overlooking the harbour, was a great move by Clear. I County think that's Council. the best
1: move they've done. It isn't is it?
2: absolutely, yeah. It's 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 the ideal building, ideal location. Um, Department funding now is the next thing I suppose, the the the, the next round of rural development, uh, RRDF funding to progress the project further. The design team are in place. Um, a lot of work going on behind the scenes. The last tranche of money that was allocated was put towards that, towards the design and getting it ready for the planning stage. And um, so when, when, please God, the next round of money comes from the department, it's shovel ready then and ready to go.
1: Uh- you you will have heard me on Claire Femme there the other day talking about the World Heritage status, the World Heritage Site status, and that it was the decision was delayed. Yes. I think it was a good idea because we're not really ready yet
2: sure enough. not well it certainly wasn't a bad thing to yeah. hear what's wrong with something being delayed I mean we're well used to that and again if it's being delayed for the right reasons or if we get the right result that's fantastic but no not just ready for that yet it's, you're right I think Owen um, if I had been asked myself I'd have said the very same thing small bits at a time get the visitor centre up and running and uh, that can fall into place at a later stage but it's definitely and I constantly tell the people out there you know it's, it's, it's exciting times ahead and there is huge potential I, I think um, I've been constantly saying that the potential of this project given the whole way tourism has changed and slow tourism and, and and whatever it's really up to the the local tourist providers now again and I'm constantly at that as well the potential in Mount Shannon and the wider area for all sorts of tourist interests you know, not just, you know, Holy Island is great, but all the spin offs that can happen from that.
1: And well, you know about the Shannon Greenway, which Clare County Council and Waterways Island are involved in as well along the yes. and the Canal. Uh, that's gone to the design as well.
2: That's right. That's going that's to be right. one
1: of the key pieces of infrastructure, along with the new bridge in Killaloo, which is going to construction this year, isn't it?
2: New bridge in Killaloo, yeah, going to construction this year. Sisks um, were awarded the contract there before Christmas. Um, We saw, you know, we've seen the preliminary works. We know what's happening. Um, When when the job is complete, people travelling into Killaloo from Scarif will meet around about and will turn off up to the right, up behind the town of Killaloo and come out over on the far side. The the proximity that that will bring from the M7 motorway, from driving down from Dublin and exiting over at at Apple Green in Burtill and being in Ogunello in in ten or fifteen minutes. I mean, I was in Killaloo again myself the other evening, and the tailbacks were just you know. That's that's
1: a feature of summer in Killaloo it and Balnai wasn't well it it it? that that so traffic. Yeah. It's
2: going to take a couple of years, but yep. by God, it'll be well worth the wait. So,
3: uh, timeframes, Pat. You know you're talking a couple of years for the motorway uh new exit and the bridge yes and then for what are we thinking about in terms of initial culture
2: um similar i suppose ruth coincidentally similar type of time frame the the visitor center all all going to plan uh, this time next year or the second quarter of 2023 is is when the envisage for 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 opening of the visitor center uh, stroke educational centre interpretive centre not necessarily boat trips out to the island just yet but mm. get the visitor centre up and running for people to, and then possibly within the following year or two then the boat trips and and onto the island itself
1: the infrastructure in in mount shannon uh, is is required to to improve as well uh, as well as throughout east county clare um, uh, there's not much there for where for people to stay in, the hotel has gone around Shannon, and there was a developer there, but it kind of failed, didn't it?
2: that's what I'm saying about the potential you know, if there if there's somebody out there listening with cash that can invest in, in something like the hotel in Mount Shannon, there is a for sale sign on it, there are other premises there as well, not just in Mount Shannon but in, in the other local places, I certainly see huge potential for visitors mm-hmm. you know, I've always compared it to Clan McNye's where they get 160,000 visitors a year, so surely, you know for on environmental grounds the council tell us it may be limited to Thirty thousand onto the island. You know when eventually gets up and running. Imagine how many of those people might like to stay around, and that's where the the facilities, um, both overnights and and all the all the other provisions as well. So I just hope there are people entrepreneurs, if that's the word out there, that can see the potential in East Clare as a serious tourism destination.
1: We've seen uh, we've seen with the likes of the Waterford Greenway and the uh, Mayo Greenway the, the boost for local uh, businesses and the new businesses that were constructed it and uh, created out of that as well. And that's the potential in East County Clare as
2: well. It is, absolutely, because isn't it amazing the people who come to to East Clare for the first time admire the beauty so much You know, and I hear so many people saying it that may not have visited the area before whether it's walking in the Sleevachtys, whether it's boating, whether it's fishing or whatever, people are are blown away by the the beauty and the natural beauty of East Clare in this area. So it's up to people to roll up the sleeves and, and provide the the, the, the services but
3: with a uh, kind of a signature stroke flagship um event so to speak such as in it culture one of the, the the oldest ecclesiastical sites in europe with something like that to draw people um, we have a previous record in ireland of, of, of flagship um events in terms of tourism so we're you know it should it's a hopeful it's it, hopeful very it is hopeful. and
2: i think you know long term well hopefully not too long but, but with the county council um Marketing this and, and and providing the services there, and if they can, and at the same time hand in hand with with the Cliffs of Moher, for example. Now imagine if we could get even ten percent. Of the people who visit the Cliffs of Moher to come to East Clare, can you imagine what that would mean? Ten percent is a lot of people. We'd we'll
1: all, we'll all be opening little cafes then, wouldn't
2: we? Yeah, and yeah. and because the council, you know, will be up there, they'll be you know joined up thinking here, so people will will visit the Cliffs of Moher uh, visitor centre there, and hopefully they would be encouraged in to travel to East Clare. I a, think they will, because the council are investing so much. Well,
3: from a marketing perspective, that like they will they will need to revision. Their focus
2: exactly back and, and, this and, and way. I'm, confident yeah. I'm confident that they will root. I'm confident that they will.
1: Well we have Good. the new the new Hidden Heartlands brand, which is going to be a key part of driving people into this part of the world as well because uh, heretofore the middle of Ireland was kind of neglected and people would cross over the channel to go west or to go east to Dublin. Um the Hidden Heartlands brand plus um English culture being part of that is, is a key driver for tourism in the future as well.
2: It is. I can't say it enough. You know, the, the, the exciting times that are ahead, I certainly feel. I, I'm confident about it.
1: That's a very positive note to end your interview on, Pat Book. Uh, Councillor Pat Book, thanks for talking to us on and Pat. St. Patrick's Day Festival on Scarf Bay Community Radio. Thanks very much. We will speak to you again.
3: Thank
0: you. St. Patrick's Day is a time when we think of many of our friends and relations who live abroad. On the Parade Broadcast... Ruth and Owen chatted to East Clare singing star Vashti Kern, who is in New York but is on the way home soon.
1: Lots of people here waiting for the parade patiently and they're enjoying the music and the chats. And uh, we have a bit of an exclusive, Ruth, on Sunday, on Scarf Bay Community Radio. I was nearly going to say Sunday breakfast.
3: Yeah, no, it's not Sunday, it's Thursday, St. Patrick's Day 2022. And we are delighted to welcome all the way from New York City. Uh, The wonderful Vashti Curran. How are you, Vashti?
4: Hi, guys.
1: Happy St. Patrick's Day from New York.
3: (laughs) Happy St. Patrick's Day.
1: Isn't it well for some now to be over in the Big Apple on St. Patrick's Day? (laughs) What's the weather like in New York (laughs) today? You
4: know what? It's very Irish today. Is it Um, raining? They haven't haven't let us down yet. The rain came out this morning, so (laughs) I feel like I'm at home. Oh good, oh good. But you will be coming home
3: soon, Vashti, we this, understand. We, we
1: have an exclusive, lads, everybody who's watching and listening, an exclusive on Scarf Bay Community Radio. Uh, there has been some whispers on Facebook there for the last couple of weeks, but we are delighted to announce. Drum roll.
3: And it comes. Vashti Kern. you'll be returning. Would you like to tell us all about it?
4: Yes, I'm really excited for this, actually. Um, I haven't been home in a very long time, especially not to perform. And, yeah, I'm just so excited and honoured to be able to sing in the cabaret in Ferris. Indeed. A Night
1: at the Musicals Part 2.
4: Yes.
3: Absolutely. So we'll be coming to uh, the stage uh, over the Easter weekend and Vashti will be returning to star with us and join us for a rollicking several nights of uh, music from the musicals and songs for the musicals. Are you looking forward to it Vashti?
4: I'm, I'm so excited. I cannot wait. You know, it's where it all began for me. Um, My singing started there, and it's just so nice to return, such a friendly crowd, and I just feel like I'm coming home to family every time I perform at home, you know.
3: That's really good to know, and we're really, really looking forward to joining you on stage. And um, tell us, where have you been in recent times, Vashti?
4: So, um, the past kind of four years, I've been in Germany, which is now where I'm based, and they have a big musical theater slash uh, cabaret uh, show scene in Germany, so it's just it's just great for me there. Um, it's you know plenty of work and and they just really appreciate the art the art, you know so it's, it's great that's so, what I've been doing for the past four years
3: good you've been honing your craft um of music I have yes yeah. honing your craft of musical theater and it's been a long I suppose it's been a long road and a very interesting road for you as a performer um from the beginnings in Flagmount to Scarif and to the stages uh, across Europe um is there anything in particular that you um that you're looking forward to for the future Vashti Following on, of course, from your appearances uh, in, in Scarif in uh, April.
4: Well, um, just recently I've taken a new kind of career in the, in the same industry, but um, looking more into artistic, creative, directing side of shows. So, um, yeah, just putting my thoughts together, coming up with concepts and themes for new show ideas. And actually, one of the reasons I'm here in New York right now is to see some shows, get some ideas for some concepts to take back to Germany to possibly start our own um, show there.
3: Brilliant! So you'd be looking to start your own company?
4: Uh, yeah, something like that. Something to to join a company um, as a creative director, and um, yeah, look more towards doing things like that because I love to sing. But it's um I wanna start adding some more strings to
1: the, the bow,
3: to the veritable bow.
4: Um
1: Vashti, <laughs> tell us tell us what you're going to be performing in um in a Night at the Musicals part two. I know that you uh, had the lead role in a couple of musical uh, plays. Uh Oliver and uh, also Jesus Christ Superstar. So what are you gonna sing on stage here in scarf on Easter weekend? Yes, well I think uh,
4: I've heard there's a Jesus Christ Superstar medley. So I've been asked to reprise my role of Mary Magdalene for um, the, the cabaret. So I don't know how to love him. will be in the repertoire. I'm also singing a song from Jekyll Hyde, which I've actually sung, I think, in the first cabaret we ever did in the Bacchanulas. Oh, and yes. that's called A New Life. And then I think we're going to give... Defying Gravity Ago from Wicked. And actually, I'm seeing Wicked on Broadway tonight. So maybe that'll give me some inspiration. Well,
3: that's a good day for you. St. Patrick's Day Parade in New York and then Wicked on Broadway. Broadway, Lucky you. Lucky you. Lots of ideas flowing there, I imagine, Bashti. Um Indeed uh you're you're in new york have you caught some of the vibe yet in new york it's early what time is it there now it's 11 o'clock there 11 now. o'clock uh any kind of yeah. irish vibe happening already today
4: yes well we went out last night and everywhere has the flags up and everyone kind of got that buzz in the air um and this morning i was woken up i think about 6 a.m with a load of people in the street already chanting irish songs and things so they're ready to go i just heard actually some um drums outside we're right in the center of manhattan oh, so i'm um, the parade is just around the corner so it's, it's all very exciting
3: so you're feeling very uh connected to your irish roots fashti today in the great new york city where everybody I suppose, is out to enjoy being Irish. (laughs) Being Irish is the best thing you could ask for today, isn't it, around (laughs) the world? It
1: is, it is. Vashti, I would like to let you off now to the Parade in New York and thanks for taking the time to talk to us here on Scarf Bay Community Radio. We are delighted that you are coming back to Clare and we are really looking forward to seeing you in A Night at the Musicals on Good Friday. Easter Saturday and Easter Sunday here in Scarif Community College. Uh, tickets available next week will be going via Eventbrite only. So you'll be able to buy your tickets on Eventbrite. The link will be put up on Facebook over the weekend. And tickets will be like gold dust because it sold out two days, or two nights previous, sold out in uh, two weeks prior to the last show.
3: So we'll be uh, asking everybody to keep an eye out for the links. Own is going to be, uh, as usually, PR on, on this show as well. So we'll be, uh, yeah, keep an eye out for the tickets. And Vashti, really looking forward to performing with you next month. And it's been wonderful to say hello again.
4: Thanks a million, guys. See you en- soon. Enjoy Happy New Paddy York.
3: Day. Happy St. Day. Have fun. Happy St. Patrick
0: to New York. Uh-huh. President Michael D. Higgins has delivered a special message to the people of Ireland on the occasion of St. Patrick's Day. It's an important statement as the clouds of war hang low over Ukraine. We broadcast the President's message in full.
5: On this St. Patrick's Day 2022, as once again the darkness of war rather than the extension of peace covers our world, May I send as Uktrona in my warmest greetings and sincere good wishes to our Irish family across the world, and to all those who have been, remain, and are working to be such good friends to Ireland. May the resilience of our people over the generations be available to all those who will need it now. And in Los Special the Glunt and Herinig, Either will see Marco Gusi Gursi is re-prifliet really banacht in a felion patrick fae hessa, fae hessa do, e heola lo, mar ochtaraan heren, huid mwyntaraan heren, er on da. Today on our National Feast Day, we join together in whatever may be our circumstances, vulnerabilities or diversities to recall all those lessons that we, across the generations, have drawn as inspiration from our reflections on the life of St. Patrick, our National Patron Saint. Wherever they may be, Irish people gather to celebrate the rich culture and heritage that speaks so profoundly of a shared past. It is now two full years since we in Ireland, together with nations across the world, were plunged into facing a global pandemic that was unprecedented in our recent history. We Irish found ourselves invoking some of the most basic values embodied in the story of St. Patrick, values such as solidarity, care, kindness and compassion. It was inspiring and moving to see how our people sought to respond. These are values that the migrant Patrick could see as serving all humanity. How much the offering of their hearts and doors to those fleeing distress affirms those values that show us all at our best. It is our shared hope that we are beginning to emerge from the dark shadow of the pandemic and we can do so in the knowledge that we as a society had workers that sought to give meaning to those most important values by walking shoulder to shoulder with those suffering. Personal risks were taken to keep us safe by those who continue to work so often, again and again, at personal and family risk, whatever the task. During that time of the pandemic, at its worst, we learned so much about the cost of the decisions made and ethics on which true social solidarity must be built. We witnessed the power of an appeal for supportive, collective action in reducing public health risks. It was given. We experienced the strength of community purpose and social care in helping us navigate our way through difficult and anxious times. We saw in villages, towns and suburbs, across the country, people coming together to help each other. We were all moved in a particular way by the generous response of so many of our young people when asked to make enormous sacrifices in order to protect and keep safe an older generation. We must never forget the frontline workers across society who make community life possible and able to be shared. Across all of the sectors on which life and health depends, they were prepared to risk their own health and lives in order to provide the vital services on which our citizens daily rely. Our diaspora and their families in Ireland were called to make difficult, painful sacrifices. They, at great emotional and personal cost, put the public good ahead of their great human and family desire to be reunited. Those postponed reunions, I hope, will, when they take place for so many of you, be enjoyable, with good health and renewed joy, most importantly and how hard it was for them in its insufficiency of contact, my sympathy goes out to those grieving. May I now do so again, those who lost loved ones during the pandemic, who were unable to be with them during their final moments and who could not avail of the traditional rites and ceremonies so many of them see as central to Irish culture that are so comforting to us all, at a moment of bereavement and loss. It is so important that it be recognised that this was a very deep sacrifice to pay for so many, and for whom the healing is hard to come. This is a matter far from finished for so many of our citizens. We were reminded as they spoke of their loss time and again, that the warmth, awareness and cohesion of community remains an essential component of human life, that collective and public-spirited human interaction are the essential elements that bind our communities together and form the essence of any true republic we may wish to achieve now or in the future. They are also the values that must lie at the heart of any true spirit of global citizenship a dark shadow has now been cast across our world as we witness the unfolding events in Ukraine. I know that the hearts of Irish people and Irish communities across the world go out to all of those who are suffering from this completely unacceptable, immoral and unjustified invasion and violence to their lives. Our greatest hope for a future of hope and peace springs from the open hearts and doors of those saying, come in. Let us, as one human family, connected through our shared heritage, join with all those who stand in solidarity with the people of Ukraine as they struggle to protect their right to live in freedom, security and peace. We, the peoples of the world, must also now and with urgency unite our voices in demanding an immediate ceasefire, respect for humanitarian law and the withdrawal of Russian troops we must all play our role with a restoration of independence and security to a nation that has demonstrated such courage, resilience and love of their country in recent times. As we begin our tentative move towards a new post-pandemic world, let us bring with us the important lessons we have learned and an enduring memory not only of the inspiring behaviours we have witnessed, But how these can be harnessed to create a better more inclusive society a caring version of economy delivered in a way that meets for example the climate crisis of our times and a world that supports and adheres to that great principle that is lodged in the words of the universal declaration of human rights it affirms that recognition of the inherent dignity and of the equal and inalienable rights of all members of the human family, is the foundation of freedom, justice and peace in the world. St. Patrick's life, we must never forget, was one defined by a transformative spirit and a will to not only envision but to create a better world. St. Patrick came to our Irish shores as an outsider, an exile, a migrant, he left behind him a profound and generous legacy which can shape the future of this island and the lives of generations of citizens to come. He is in all our traditions. We invoke him together. Let us carry forward a generous spirit which he has enabled us to recover by acknowledging our role as citizens of the world. With the duty to stand in solidarity with all those across the globe, are vulnerable and in need. The values of which I speak must be extended far beyond our shores, values which have such power to transcend oceans and borders and enable us to stand in solidarity with those in the developing world who continue to suffer the severe effects of the pandemic. What a failure on vaccines the world has suffered. Universal and equitable access to vaccines is not only a critical component in our fight against the pandemic, it is also recognition of the shared humanity by which we are bound together and which is so essential to the crafting of an ethical world. In our interdependent world, we must ensure that in relation to the pandemic, that we cross its finishing line together, no nation left behind. Every year as we celebrate St. Patrick's Day, we join together as one global Irish family, united by a shared heritage, history and culture. We do not allow boundaries and distance to stand in our way, but reach across them generously in a spirit of unity and friendship. We have a better future to make together. That great spirit is one we must extend to all those with whom we share this planet. On this day, during which we honour our patron saint, Patrick, a person whose life embodied the values of solidarity and a shared sense of humanity. Let us do so by resolving to renew our commitment to upholding those values that guided his life. As we connect to our wider Irish family, and to the many friends of Ireland who celebrate with us, let us show positivity in embracing our role as global citizens and take on and make into reality our responsibility to work with fellow citizens across all continents for a better, fairer and more inclusive world. In Africa, from which comes images of desertification, our fellow humans and animals die and the parched earth itself due to climate change, for which they are the least responsible. As they appear on our screens, we are again listening, sadly, to the rhetoric of war. The armaments industry absorbs our human intellectual and technological resources, while children die and conflicts deepen. Militarism dominates the discourse, where thoughts of peace might have flourished. On this St. Patrick's Day, let us resolve above all to recover a space for the discourse of peace in our lives. Agus muitha kellura loilapodarg fehefehes edo. Gwima reech laas sanach siakon arashiv galeer. Nab dheini sen ar erinik iad da hor amreha, nu is seinsa, pe aat da si dar an agus na kohar down da As we celebrate St. Patrick's Day 2022, may I wish again all those who share this island, all those Irish people by birth or descent, wherever they may be in the world, and all those fellow global citizens who consider themselves to be friends of Ireland, a very happy and peaceful day. Failure la la Padraig, it's going or, if, or
0: You have been listening to News Extra on Scarf Bay Community Radio. Join us again next weekend and we will keep you updated on local events. This is Ursula Hogan for Scarf Bay Community Radio.